Welcome to the newest edition of the ScreenFlows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets and Girls Trip. Enjoy the show. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? I am doing a lot better. Still have the cold a little bit, but only a little bit. So <laughs> it's a great thing, kind of being relieved yeah. of a cold for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we won't have as many sniffles as last time, but you did a good job of masking it. Like, it wasn't... Maybe people that like were listening would disagree, but I didn't notice it too much when I was editing, so that's good. But, um... I mean, you. I mean, you saw me trying to get away. Yeah, from Yeah, definitely, you definitely. Know? So he put in effort. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we actually talk about these movies, we do actually want to talk about a little of kind of movie news and aftermath from Comic Con. I guess you would say um, the biggest thing being a lot of this these reports out of Justice League, right? Where there. Obviously, all big-budget movies have reshoots. That's just something that people need to learn to just accept as normal at this point. But, apparently, the Justice League reshoots are taking longer than usual. And it's costing the studio a lot of money, and it's messing up a lot of schedules. Obviously, Ezra Miller is already off shooting um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2, the sequel to that, whatever it's going to be called. And, um... So he's trying to do that, so they don't know how they're going to get him back and when they're going to be able to get him back to finish what he needs to do. And also, the funniest part of this whole thing is Henry Henry Cavill, or Cavill, or however you say his last name, is apparently he has a mustache for his next movie. And he doesn't want to shave it off because it would take him too long to grow it back. Um, So... One of the things that's causing costing the studio a lot of money is that they have to CGI off Henry Cavill's mustache in every reshoot scene that he's in. And that might be the funniest thing I've heard in quite a while. Yeah, man, uh, that's it's, that's something to hear. Uh, I mean, basically, the studio is going to have to spend money on CGIing a mustache. That is wow. That is that is something. Okay, that means that you're literally forcing this at this point. Uh, I I have no words at this point. DC just needs to get the crap together. Um, I've been saying this since the beginning that this, that we've started this podcast. DC needs to get the crap together. Mm-hmm. I thought they had it together with Wonder Woman. Clearly not, because we keep getting all these rumors. Yeah, all this stuff and they're just they're so disorganized at this point it's it's ridiculous so mm-hmm. i don't know who's in charge over there but whoever is in charge clearly needs to be fired i think it's isn't jeff johns in, tar- in charge right now um i'm getting a nod from enrique but i mean i don't know way. i don't know who's in charge of the studio at this point because uh, who's in charge of the studio yeah, yeah i but, mean i mean i know yeah. jeff johns because everybody i mean it was a great step for them to kind of add jeff johns because jeff johns actually worked on the dc comics and he's written a lot of stories. 
a lot of great stories for DC. So it's a great move, but at the same time, it's just like okay, he doesn't know how to run a movie let's, studio. Let's see if <laughs> like yeah, like yeah, clearly not. I mean, let's. I mean, we need somebody who can run a movie studio, keep it organized, and hire the right directors and not cause stress. Yeah, because right now they're starting to become a little bit like Marvel, where Marvel had a few directors and actors leave. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's more story stuff, but, and the, uh, one thing I will say, the thing that gives me a little bit of hope for this whole situation is the reason for the reshoots. Um, now I think it is fascinating, but it does give me a little hope because they are saying that, um, Joss Whedon kind of wants to fill in the connective tissue, quote unquote. Um, and based on the fact that this is a Zack Snyder movie, um, I'm guessing there's a lot of connective tissue that needs to be filled in because, um, well, Zack Snyder's DC movies haven't really been the strongest uh, narratives. We'll leave it at that. But um, if Joss Whedon's kind of filling in those holes, then that's a good thing. Uh, that's, you know, it might be taking them too long. And they might be kind of in a rush because, let's not forget, this movie comes out in November. Like... <laughs> Um, that's pretty soon. I mean, for a movie, that's really, really soon. So, they don't have too much time here. So, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, but it's, if it's, if it puts out a good product in the end, then it will, it, nobody's gonna remember that these reshoots took too long and that it cost them a bunch of money. Nobody's gonna care because if the movie's good, it doesn't matter. I mean, I suppose. I mean, <clears throat> let's, let's hope for the most part of that it is a great movie yeah i hope i come out liking it but um we, we always want to love whatever movie we see i mean there's no I, at least for me i'm gonna speak for myself i guess there's no movie i go in wanting to hate you know i go in wanting to hate a movie depending on its trailer <laughs> okay um, the trailers are kind of like <sighs> yeah but i i just i I don't want to go like, in and I, be, like, bored for two hours or hate myself for two hours. I have to look at you and I have to be like, Carlos, do we have to see this movie? <laughs> and you go, yes, we do. Pitch Perfect 3, do I want to see that movie? But do you want yeah. it to be bad? I don't want it to exist. Okay, but like, it, it's it point blank. I just, I don't want it to exist. I, look, and I, I think don't want it's it to exist either. a horrible, <laughs> a horrible idea um, <laughs> that they're making a Pitch Perfect 3. And the fact that I'm seeing it, 50% of the times that I go to theaters now drives me insane. <laughs> so I hate the fact that it exists. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. what There was some other movie news. Oh, the James Bond thing. It's just, I find this bit of information really, really weird. Just how it's all um, coming... The, how the news is all coming out. Because I highly doubt the that this has kind of been this or that this how it's being presented is the actual situation but right now we have when this movie when the next james bond movie is coming out it's coming out in november of 2019 i believe Jeez. um so two years basically um which makes sense because it's just that that, that makes sense three years in between the movies whatever it works um but, so we have a release date, but we don't know, number one, if Daniel Craig is coming back. We still have no idea. Uh, number two, we have no idea who's going to direct this movie. And number three, and this is the biggie, we literally have no idea who owns production rights and distribution rights for this movie. 
the, the Sony did own it, right? Sony was running the last fee or the last couple, but the way that the James Bond situation works is there's a company that owns the rights to James Bond and they kind of sell off and uh, for a couple of years or for a couple of movies at a time. They don't they didn't just sell it to one and it stays with them forever. That's just not how they operate. Now how are you going to announce a movie's release date if you literally have no idea who is involved on any level in making the movie? That I have no that idea. that's it's just the strangest story and the strangest it's I think it's just unfolding kind of or being released kind of in a weird order because ultimately I think that they're at least really close to signing a deal with whoever be it Sony be it whatever company gets it next. They have to be really close to locking this down if they're going to announce a release date. I don't think they would announce it a, a release date without uh, any idea of who's going to make the movie, right? I don't think so. I mean, they have to have an idea. I mean, I think that they said that Daniel Craig was going to come back, but again, he hasn't. They he didn't hasn't, announce that. I think they did, but the thing is, he hasn't signed on anything yet. I mean, that's yeah. what I was reading. I was reading that that somebody basically said that he was returning, but the thing is he hasn't signed on anything yeah, yet. Either way, so it's, it's not, not official, it's official. It's not official. And on top of that, he's not particularly... He was, I mean, last time we <laughs> last time we heard about it... Did he say he something like, I'd rather cut my wrist than do another James Bond movie? I don't know about that. He said I mean, something really extreme like that. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, I mean, he loves a character, but at the same time, it's a pain to be the character because he's... Daniel Craig is a really relaxed man, and then having to, like, you know, get fit again, wear all these, like, tight suits. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's I mean... Big budget like movies it. are exhausting. I think that's why after every kind of superhero movie, we hear one of these actors going, I don't know if I want to do this again, be it Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth or... Um, Chris Hemsworth, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, but Chris Evans is the biggest example in the MCU, at least, of, like, these actors being like, oh, I don't know if I want to do another one of these, basically. Um... So, it, it is interesting. I don't know. I still... I wouldn't mind Craig coming back, but I'd rather... I wouldn't mind somebody else doing it either. I don't think I have a preference either way. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I like Craig. I mean, I do too. It's just... I, I don't know. I mean, James Bond is one of those characters where they've established it so well of, like, it can literally be a different actor every time, you know, that... It's, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. I'm never, I've never been overly attached to any one James Bond, you know? Um, but anyway, let's move on and actually start talking about the movies that we've seen. And it has been a while since we've seen this first one, Valyrian. Um, but, I mean, not a while, a while. When did we see this movie? Like, there? No. Friday? Saturday? I believe Friday. Yeah. And we're recording this on Wednesday, actually. A little late for us. But... Yeah. But... I already kind of forgot a lot about this movie just because it's kind of forgettable. It's, uh, this is not a good movie. It's probably, uh, most people are going to come out of this and say it's a bad movie, and I wouldn't argue with that at all. Um, it's got a lot of, lot of flaws, and a lot of the flaws kind of, um, add to each other and just make each other worse. Um, but we'll get to the negatives when we get there. Let's start positive. Um, what do you got, Ozzy? <laughs> I know you came out of this, and the first thing you said is one of the worst of the year. So <laughs> I know you're not going to have too much, but what do you got in positive? I will say that the first 15, 
whatever the 10, heck 15 the, minutes, yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever the, heck the intro was. It was actually really good. I do like the like the the culture that they really and and the world that they introduced us in the in the beginning with this world. I think it was really interesting. I was interested more in that story before it went to crap more than anything else in the entirety of the movie. Yeah. Uh, the CGI was for the most part good. I will. Uh, I mean, disagree for I the said, most. I yeah, for the most part, it was good. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting. I, I will say, it had an interesting kind of story. It had an interesting, you know, story. I mean, if they would have executed it better, yeah, I think it would have been great. But yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I agree with you. I think that the story is there. I think the bones of the story are there. Just like, uh, I might talk a little bit about The Fifth Element, because this is the same director of The Fifth Element, and I'm not a fan of The Fifth Element. And I believe when I first watched it, I said, I really wish another director would have made this movie. Because, honestly, I just think it was the director's vision, and it's just not my thing. And this is the same case with this movie. The story is there. There is a good story here. In a fascinating story here that I would love to see more in this world, but in somebody else's version of this world. <laughs> I don't think his style of sci-fi, Luc Besson's style of sci-fi, is just not my thing at all. Um, so that's my problem. But the story, you're right, the story is there. There is something there that I was like semi-interested in, at least, you know. Um, and then I will agree with you that... Overall, I mean, whether I liked a lot of the decisions in the world building where a lot of the character, side character choices where everybody was a little too eccentric and a little too just just off and strange, uh, where it's just not, for me, it didn't work. But uh, the world building is impressive. And especially, in that, like you said, in that first 10, 15 minutes, the world that is created is just fascinating it's really the first 15 minutes you're right is really cool and really unique and different where i was you're watching this kind of ecosystem and this culture and you're just like this is just really cool and i was like i don't even care when we get to the actual story just show me this um and they we did get more of it as we went on in the movie but just not enough um and yeah that's basically all i got for positives it's visually interesting i wouldn't say the cgi is the best it's very cartoony um but it's it's entertaining there's enough there there are enough entertaining big action set pieces i guess that i was just i wasn't i wasn't bored i would never describe myself as bored watching this movie that's what i was i was i was kind of bored watching this okay. movie I think Cara Delevingne, though, definitely has improved a little bit. <laughs> we are again going to disagree. I said a little on. bit. I said definitely has improved. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's. That'll lead us <laughs> into me, unless you got anything else. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, I've long. If you've listened to this podcast since the <clears throat> er, since Suicide Squad, since Suicide Squad, basically, I'm not a fan of Cara Delevingne as an actress. I have never been. Um, I've wanted to like her multiple times, and I, again, I go in wanting to be impressed by her, but she's just not a good actress, I'm sorry, she's not. Um, I know we, we actually, I, if I'm remembering correctly, we actually did kind of debate a little bit during Suicide Squad about her performance. Um, 
I just, I don't think she's very good. I'm, and she's not very good in this movie. I will agree, it was maybe a little bit improved. But overall, it's, she's still, just, she's not an actress. I'm sorry, she's not. Um, maybe she keeps at it and gets better and better and better. And one day when she's like 80 years old, we're talking about her as one of the better actresses. But right now, she is not good. Um, and that goes for Dane DeHaan as well. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's going to start a riot. Uh, I'm sorry, this is something that I know people will disagree with me on, some people at least. Uh, Dane DeHaan is not, he's never really impressed me. He's been, he was good in Chronicle, I'm sure he's been good in some smaller indie movies, but the thing is, he is not a leading man. He is not. Every time I've seen him in a movie as a lead role or as a main antagonist or whatever, he has never really impressed me. I mean, the best thing in a on a bigger scale that I've seen him in is maybe earlier this year in A Cure for Wellness, but even then, he was just okay. Um, I don't think that he has the ability to hold a movie on his shoulders, and he is the title character. And, uh, yes, there is a problem with the writing, because the title character is a dick. So, <laughs> it's uh, you, you, there is a problem with the writing, but he doesn't help the situation, because Cara Delevingne and Dane DeHaan also had zero chemistry. I mean, two rocks would have had better chemistry with each other. It wasn't good on any level. And it, again, wasn't helped by the script, because the script... We're going to come back to this, and I know you'll talk about it as well. The script of this movie is horrible. It is horrible. So they were not helped, and that's what I was, was talking about when I say two different things are adding on to each other. The script is horrible, and you have two leads who are not doing a great job and do not have great chemistry with each other saying these awful lines. So it just it kept getting worse and worse because you have bad actors saying bad lines, and it doesn't matter how cool, quote-unquote, the action set pieces are. It just it does not work as a movie, and then you add the weirdness of the world. It's just, I don't know, it, this is not a good movie. <laughs> what do you got, Hussey? I forgot to mention in my positives, okay, actually. Go for it. I liked Rihanna's character. Ooh. I think Rihanna's character. Oh, okay. I think she was really interesting. I didn't like the scene the first time we saw her, because that was really weird. Yeah. But I did like her character, because I feel like she had a lot more depth to her character than any other character yeah. in the movie, besides the beginning characters of the, of the first 15, 10 minutes. They did something smart where mm. she doesn't look like Rihanna for a lot of the movie. Yeah. Or for a lot of her scenes in the movie, and it's a lot of it's just her voice, which was a smart move because, again, Rihanna, she's not really an actress. Now, I'm not saying she's horrible, but no, she's, I mean, she's not an actress. I, I, wouldn't, so. I mean, I definitely want to see her again, try to give it a shot, but I mean, I, I mean, you can tell that she was doing great voice acting with this character, and it was really nice. I mean, I did like her character. Um, I now, liked her character, too. Yeah, so getting back to negatives, Dane DeHaan... <laughs> No, I really did not like his character at all. I really hated his character. His character made no sense. He was a complete douchebag. Uh, Cara Delevingne made no sense either, for the most part. And that's probably just because of how they wrote her. Look, I don't think she's horrendous. I think she's definitely improved from Suicide Squad. I have since then changed my views on Cara Delevingne <laughs> since then. So no, I will not be defending her. But I will say I think she has improved a little bit. Um, hey, I'll say she can pull off an American accent. That's cool. 
But other than that, I mean, I really don't think she did a great job. The script was horrendous, it's like you said. Horrible, Probably one of the worst scripts of the year. It is. It's um, the worst of the year. Well, I mean, we, there are some I mean, early January movies. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but this is definitely one of the worst scripts of the year. I 100% agree with you on the chemistry that Dane DeHaan had with Cara Delevingne. It was garbage. Complete <laughs> trash. No chemistry. It was trash. It was, it was really bad. Every time they were on screen together, I was like, I wonder if you guys hate each other in real life. <laughs> When they were making out, she Carly was like, I did get, she looked because every time she would lean forward, it would look like she was trying to push him off with her. <laughs> like <laughs> she looked, like she was trying to push him off, and I was like, trying to push him off while you kissing him. Like I don't understand what's going on, but whatever. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I didn't like the movie. I didn't like the ending of the movie. I didn't care for any of the characters except for Rihanna's character and me. And the there's no characterization in this movie whatsoever. Like no I mean, character. I won't say there is character development, but only for like five minutes. They don't. It's you know. I don't know. It's ultimately if you have a character, even if it's your lead, it can work if you have your character be a jerk, right? Where you have your character be an unlikable person, your lead character. If they develop into someone you like, there's none of that. I still, but beginning to end, did not care about Valerian, the title character. And I didn't buy their relationship. That's the crux of your movie, is your title character and his relationship. And I'm sorry, every time Dave DeHaan was fighting somebody, I almost laughed because it looked really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a bad movie. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. And I was hoping Clive Oven, uh, Clive, uh, Oven was yeah. going to be great, but he was okay. All right. Well, do you have anything else or do you want to move on? Let's rate, rate, and rate, let's rate this um, abomination of a movie. I think that this is a this is a bad movie. It has some redeeming qualities in some of the action set pieces, um, so just some of the visually interesting things they do, and a little bit of the world building. But it, a bad script with bad leads is gonna equal a bad movie, and that's why I'm giving it a three point eight out of ten. Okay, what do you got? <sighs> I'm gonna give it a three point three point three point eight. Three point eight. We're at the same level. We agree. I would say. I mean, like, there's some good things in there, but overall, it's just a bad movie, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I really didn't. If you ask me to see it again, I tell you no. All right. <laughs> um. Well, let's move on to the second movie we're gonna talk about, which. I think I've said it on the podcast before. I was not looking forward to this movie. And it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I mean, it wasn't bad. The next movie we're going to talk about, and that's Girls Trip. It's not a bad movie. It's actually a good movie. Um, now, is it great? Is it like a great comedy? No, in my I opinion. I agree to disagree. Yeah, I think we're we're definitely going to have some disagreements on this movie, and that's fine. Um, but I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised with this movie. Um, some of my fears did come true, you know, uh, but it's still, I was pleasantly surprised. One thing I will say for this movie before I'll, I'll throw it to you for positives first, but one thing I will say for this movie is this movie should have been called. I'm going to propose a title change to this movie. Tiffany Haddish and friends. Can we just call this movie Tiffany Haddish and Friends? Because I know, yes, Regina Hall is supposed to be... Her character is supposed to be the lead in this movie. And story-wise, 
She is. Script-wise, she is. But literally, for better or worse, Regina, or not Regina Hall, uh, Tiffany Haddish steals every second of screen time she's on. (laughs) Every time she's on the screen, it's her movie. Now, I don't care what the script says. I don't care what the story says. This is Tiffany Haddish's movie. That's what. That's why I would say, can we just call this movie Tiffany Haddish and Friends? I mean, it's really her movie. But what do you got for positives, Ozzy? Um, wow. I will 100% agree with you. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is by far the funniest character in this whole entire movie. Look, I mean, you got you got four characters here. I mean, you got four actresses here. And, uh, look, I haven't seen Jada Pickett-Smith and anything. This is my first time actually seeing her or anything. Really? Yes. You got Regina Hall. You got Queen Latifah. You got Jada Pickett-Smith. And you have Tiffany Haddish. All of these four women had great chemistry together. And it, I, I could feel like they had been friends for years. And Regina Hall, look, Regina Hall usually is the craziest one. Like nine out of time, like ten, nine out of ten times, like when you're watching a comedy, she's usually one of the craziest ones in in that movie. And this time, she was actually really holding herself back because Tiffany Haddish was stealing every scene, and Tiffany Haddish was hilarious. The first time I was actually introduced to Tiffany Haddish was Keanu, and she was kind of funny. I didn't love her. I didn't love her or anything. Like that. I was like, okay, you know, she's nice. She's cool. But she steals every scene in this movie. I loved her character. I loved her character. As a, as a matter of fact, I love all these characters. So, 100%. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually just got corrected, by the way. I've seen her in Bad Moms, Jada Pinkett Smith. I totally yeah. forgot. <laughs> um, anyway, I... Yes, this... Like I said... And this is where we're going to have our disagreements, probably. And you might agree with me on, like, a few minor points. But for better or worse, this is Tiffany Haddish's movie. Now, she has moments where it's ridiculous. Like, she is so freaking funny. And moments that if you're just, you're guaranteed to laugh. I'm sorry, you are. It's so, she is so good in this movie at times. And the reason she's able to hit those heights is because she go she is so good in this movie, like as an actress, and she is just going for it. And she will swing, and she will swing, and she will swing. And when you are swinging that much and that hard, you're bound to hit some great balls, yes. but you're also bound to miss. <clears throat> so I think she does have great moments, and she also misses some, and that's fine because that's bound to happen when you're swinging that hard and that often. Um. When she does miss for me, and this is true of the movie, in my opinion, and we can get more in details and negatives, it's when it's raunchiness for the sake of raunchiness. But, again, when she hits, she hits. You will laugh. I mean, Ozzy was dying. I was sitting next to him. I can vouch for that. He was dying laughing at times in this movie. And there are times when she did really get me. Um, And I will agree with you on Jada Pickett-Smith as well. To me... 
She was the most impressive. I knew it would be close between Tiffany Haddish and her as the most impressive actress in this movie. Because Jada is so good in this movie. I was so impressed with her. I was like surprised how impressed with her I was watching this movie. Jada Pinkett Smith is so adorable in this movie. She you know? really is. Really, she has this you, innocence, you just, but it's yeah, funny. You want to just, just give yeah. her a hug. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she's so adorable and cute in this movie. I loved the like I loved all these actresses honestly. I mean they all did a, an amazing job. Like I I really did love each. I love each and every one of these actresses. Uh I mean I now love Tiffany Haddish. I want to see her get a lot more work, but I mean I loved all these actresses in this movie. Like I said they have really? they had great chemistry. Okay, who together. would you say is the weakest though? <clears throat> if you had to pick a weakest. I'm just curious. I would go ahead and say Maybe Queen Latifah's. I agree. Queen Latifah's character, because again, I mean, she was held. She was held back by her storyline. Yes. And but I think I did. But I mean, I mean, it worked. For, I mean, like I said, I, mean, yeah. I love. I mean, again, I love Queen Latifah and I love her character. Don't get me wrong. But if I say it was the weakest, it, it was that. I mean, I think the weakest ones was Queen Latifah and Regina Hall. But I mean, again, I mean, these two actresses are really holding the, really holding they're on the reins. They're grounding the story. Yeah, I mean, they're really holding on the reins of the story. And I mean, it was great when you saw everybody kind of go off. I mean, Queen Latifah had a hilarious scene in this movie. I loved it. It was amazing. I, I thought Queen Latifah had this amazing, amazing scene. Um, you also have Mike Cutler in, in the movie. I liked his performance. I know him as Luke Cage. It was pretty <clears throat> one note, but well, I don't want to say one note because it was actually kind of like yeah, I mean, you, you want to like him, but you know you shouldn't want to like him. Yeah, you I mean, know? I, he's charming. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I liked his, I liked his performance. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna go ahead and tell you. I mean, his I character's a horrible person. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> douchebag. But I mean, yeah, I mean, and then Kate Walsh. Uh, I saw her in Thirteen Reasons Why. You can tell that she was having a great. A great time with this movie she she was really uh, i mean again i really i really liked her character every time she was in like the scene with um the posse girls or whatever the heck it yeah. was called she was uh, you could tell she was really trying to fit in and have a great time so yeah um, i i really liked it i will say for the story and how they put it together i was actually pleasantly surprised i was expecting this to be kind of a little bit of the bad mom syndrome where you're kind of just doing crazy things and expecting us to laugh because it's something crazy. And that at times that was the case. There is, um, this is a scene that you would disagree with me on. And there is a, it's in the trailer as well. The peeing scene. I'm sorry. It's not funny. (laughs) Like it's just, it's silly, but it's not funny. And it didn't, it didn't work for me at all. And there are moments like that in this movie, but they're not, it's not what the movie relies on. And that's why I appreciated it. And then also story wise, I was surprised at how well put together and how it was and how well executed some of the little story beats and the little character things were inserted into this movie. There is a layer of subtlety to the story that I appreciated. Um, now, again, the, at, by the end, it's definitely like, here, we're going to lay it out on the on a silver platter. This is how the story is going to wrap up, and it's going to be this nice little bow. Didn't really work for me as an ending, but throughout the movie, that doesn't cancel out the rest of the movie. So, I did really end up liking this movie. I think it's a good movie. 
Um, I, I mean, I'll disagree with you on the PC, and I thought that was again hilarious, especially Fair with enough. the with the stuff that was going on. But I really did enjoy this movie. I do love the the message that it ends up having in the movie because I think it's powerful. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I mean, with, there's some good themes in there. I mean, I was surprised that it could be so deep at the same time. So I really like the theme of the movie as well. Uh, it was it was a really fun time. I definitely recommend that you guys go see this movie because it's kind of like the the hangover in a sense without the hangover. So yeah. Um, all right, what negatives you got? Great time. Um, negatives, negatives. Uh, uh, you're gonna have to go first. <laughs> I got I got to think about it because I I just um, remember I mean, laughing. I, yeah, I've already I've said a, quite a few already, but there there are moments where they go for the kind of low-hanging fruit with the joke, and there also is a joke involving a fruit that I just... I'm sorry, it... You can't... Again, this is something I've said before, and I'll say again. Being vulgar for the sake of being vulgar is not funny. You're just... It's just being vulgar. And yes, that might get a cheap laugh, but that's what it is. It's a cheap laugh. Um, and that's the same thing I said when we talked about Sausage Party, when it's like, okay, you don't want this to be just cartoons cursing, because then it's like, why are we laughing? I'm laughing because I've never seen a cartoon say the F-bomb before. But then the next couple times you say it, it's like, alright, well now I've seen the a cartoon say the F-bomb, so it's not really funny. It's the same thing with moments in this movie, and it's the same thing that comedies sometimes struggle with. It's, you're going for the kind of craziness, and yes, that might be funny for the first time, but if you go for it again, that's when you start to have a problem. And I think that there is a scene in this movie that is the, it's a, it's the prime example of something that it doesn't do too often, but we have to admit the movie is guilty of doing that it goes for it and it does something really vulgar and then it keeps going and it, the scene goes way too long. It's like, okay, now it's not funny. It's just kind of nasty. Um, and I think you probably know what scene I'm talking about. I was laughing at that scene. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, lie to it, you. It just, it went, it just went too long for me. And the, maybe if you would have just done it real quick, cut away, it would have been really funny, but it just went too long. Um, and that's kind of the prime example. Now, I, th- again, that's not what this movie relies on, so I'm not going to really say that this movie is bad because of it or anything. It's not bad. <laughs> it's good. It's just we have to acknowledge that. Um, and then also, like I said, the ending is wrapped up way too cleanly. From It's just, I don't know, It everything kind of comes together on a so You know exactly how it's going to end, and it does end like that. And it, that's fine, but it didn't really impress me that much, the way it wrapped up. Um, and I will... will we agree on who is the weakest in Queen Latifah, but... I will go a step further and to say she was just she was an okay character. I, I don't know. There was some depth to her, but I she didn't. I can't remember what scene you're talking about that she had that was that you were dying laughing. I'm trying to remember, but I can't. And um, I don't know. I, she she was okay. That's what I'll say. Um, do you have what are your negatives though? I would say my only negatives at this point is just okay. when they were having like an emotional moment. Um, like every time, like when it, it kind of got emotional, you would see 
towards especially towards like the end this is where mm-hmm. I'm uh, noticed it the most when uh, Tiffany Haddish um basically you know you, you, they were having like this emotional argument and stuff like that and then Tiffany Haddish would come in with the comedic scenes don't get me wrong like I said now I love her character and I love that actress now and I want her to get more work but I feel like it just ruined the you know the the, it just ruined the scenes, you know, when you're trying to be emotional and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to add more tone um, to your movie, and you have the the most comedic person going in, and they're making a comedic joke every like two seconds. It kind of ruins the tone of the scene. Yeah. So that's that's my only negative. And she is a ra- and I think part of that is that she is just a, a very very out there character. Where I I know there are people who are actually like there are some people that are the the comedic person in the group and they're kind of the one who does the crazy thing but she goes to an extent where i'm like i don't believe that a person exists that is exactly like you i feel like even like somebody who is the kind of comedic relief in a group is has some moments where she okay i see what you're talking about but anyway but she has she has to have some moments where you're kind of like grounded in like a real person. I just didn't feel like she was a real person throughout a lot of the movie. Um, and that kind of goes into where it's like you're having this dramatic emotional moment and then it's like you're making jokes. Even the funny person would kind of be like, hey, we're having a serious moment right now. Um, but yeah, it it's still that again, it doesn't ruin the movie. No, I mean, and it's that's the only negative that I really have, yeah. honestly. I mean, it's it definitely going to be my top ten favorites of the year, the, right. by far. I mean, this was just... Honestly, this is the best comedy of 2017, by far. Um, I don't know if this will... I don't know. I need I'm to see... i think. What, what are the comedies have come out this year? Uh, Baywatch. Yeah, it hasn't been a great year. It hasn't been a great year for comedy at all. So, I mean, this is the... I mean... Snatched? No. Yeah, I mean, this is by far the... the you had Rough Night... Which again was was another miss, if you think about it. So, I mean, this, this is a much better version of Rough Night. Like ten times better. Yeah, I mean that's what yeah. I said. A much better version of Rough like Night. Ten times better. This I mean, movie does what Rough Night tries to do, way way better. That's what I'll say. Yes, I mean this movie was just amazing. I I really I really 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 love this movie. All right, what's um, your rating then? My rating for this movie is an eight. Okay. Uh, my rating is a seven. I think it's a very good freaking movie. I'm I'm actually pretty glad. I mean, and it's starting to become a trend with me and you where where like the trailer looks bad. I'm laughing. I'm like, dude, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I think there's only one time where you actually proved me right, me wrong. But I forgot the movie. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I, I real. I stand by the fact I did not like this trailer whatsoever. It kind of showcased what I ended up not liking. But, in the well, movie. my friend, you know what? But, uh, my friend Jakia, she actually went with us to this to the movie, and she actually l- laughed at the part that you actually hate, which is the booty hole part. Ugh. Um, she said to me, when, when, we, when, we were, when we were actually driving back, she's like, you know what? I thought, you know, she's like, I hate it when comedies release the funniest part in the scene, in the trailer, and I thought Booty Hole was going to be the best one in the trailer, but it's not. Like, there's so many, like, there's there's a, there's a scene that beats that, and we saw it, yeah. clearly, so I highly recommend, this is my recommendation, go see this movie, because it's really great, it's so funny, it's definitely the best comedy of 2017. I need to see Mike and Dave meet, uh, ha- like, need wedding dates or whatever, because... From last year? Yeah, because I want to see which one's better. 
Uh, yeah, I still I stand by that mm. movie. The critics really hated that movie, and that's yeah, fine. That's the Carlos never would defend that movie, but I mean, I don't but know. I will also defend another movie that you didn't like from last year, which I it still baffles my mind. Like I get that you have problems with it because I have the same problems with it, but man. Pop star is so great. And that's sound, not my recommendation. The soundtracks but are, would are amazing, but I mean, other than that, oh, I, mean, man, I, just, I, I love that movie. All right, I guess I guess it's just the stupidity that he has, like, like, but that's like, the point. It's like, no, but it's 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 so because the thing yeah. is, like, I, but I work with people, so like, when you're that dumb at that point, it just frustrates me. So I don't know. See, but I, I guess I kind of, in a way, have this have a similar feeling about. Um, uh, what's her face's character Tiffany Haddish in this movie where it's just like she is so ridiculous and she has a moment where it's just like you're just being stupid and I I guess maybe I have a similar feeling that you have with the main character in Popstar with her in this movie where yes she's freaking hilarious at times but man she is just so dumb where it's just like I can't believe that you're an actual human being <laughs> Um, but anyway, a lot of a lot of media is basically rolling over and loving her right now. Oh yeah, uh, I, I think she's Verity, great too. I think Verity called her the funniest person alive right now. Right. I mean, which Kevin Hart's probably gonna have a problem with, but oh well. Um, but all right, definitely. What recommendation? Or you already said that's your recommendation. Yeah, man, you guys need to go out and watch this movie. Don't spend your money on Valerian in a thousand in the city of a thousand planets. Well, don't do it. First, see Dunkirk. Yes. Then see this. If you haven't seen Spider Man or you know, there's there's great movies in the theater right now. It's a good time for movie fans. The last couple of weeks have been actually pretty good. Yeah, last ones have been. Pretty and good. we got Atomic Blonde coming out this weekend, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh so. yeah, and uh, for those of you guys who were listening from Cali, um, we're finally actually going to get caught up on a ghost story because a ghost story actually gets released Friday. Yeah, we we actually have some good city. indies coming out this weekend yeah. too, which I'm very excited about. So. Um, all right, my recommendation actually is going to be something I just found out. They're re-releasing something in theaters that is an underrated and underappreciated Steven Spielberg movie, and that is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They are re-releasing this. They are remastering it in HD, like they're re like remastering it, so it's going to look really freaking nice. And they're re-releasing it in theaters for its 40th anniversary, I believe, on September 1st for a week. So. If you have not seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind and you like Steven Spielberg on any level, this is one of his most underrated, underappreciated movies. See this movie. You said, go, you said it comes out in September? September 1st. I guess I gotta go see it. You got you got a little bit. You can plan ahead. Save, go see this movie. It's one of the more underrated Spielberg movies. Um, and I believe they're releasing it on DVD and Blu-ray, probably Blu-ray because they're remastering in HD. Um, they're re-releasing it on Blu-ray a week after, so you'll have every opportunity to see this movie and to see it remastered. I'm really excited. I will definitely, if it's playing in the theater in Virginia, I will be there to watch this movie in theater because I would love that. It's a great, underrated, underappreciated Spielberg movie. Yeah, man, I definitely got to check it out. All right, um, I think that's all we got. I mean, we talked about news. We got these movies out of the way. We got some recommendations. It's, it was a good episode. Definitely a good episode. I'm proud of myself. We're, I'm proud of you. Yeah, and we're very, very happy that we were able to... We've had three weeks in the past... Or we've had three episodes in the last two weeks, you know? Like, three episodes per week in the last two weeks. So that's 
pretty good and also a lit really exhausting so we're probably gonna rein it back to two um <laughs> it's just been because we've had to with all the comic-con stuff and d23 and just there's been a lot of stuff announced recently that we had to talk about so it's it was it was basically out of necessity that we had three episodes yes uh and it's been crazy because um it's, as you guys know, I will Enrique and I will be taking over the YouTube channel from Florida, so it's just been basically just kind of looking for a set to have um, and, and and organizing that, and, and now we're going to be buying the the set pieces for the set and everything like that. So, Ben, we've been all over the place, just trying to make everything a bit easier and rein everything back in. So, definitely. I think we'll be beginning taking over the YouTube channel somewhere around mid-August, late August, something yeah. like that. So definitely we will check it out. All right. You want to sign us out, Ozzy? I'm going to have to think about it, though, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And, of course, make, for you, make sure make for, make make sure. Sure, make sure you follow us on social media all over the place, all at ScreenFellows. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and then also our website, ScreenFellows.com. Brianna should have a midweek piece up by the time this episode is released, so that'll be great. And she always has written reviews of basically every movie that comes out. Um, so make sure you check that out on the website. All right. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Aussie seven. And you guys can also recommend stuff to me. You guys can, uh, you know, if you guys have any questions, any topics or anything like that, you guys want to talk to me about interest me, try to watch me to get in into it. Email me at ozzy.caster at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. We've actually been releasing a lot of content. We have a top 10 video coming out in a few days. So definitely check that out. This is Screenfellas. Screenfellas.